Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. Am I good or not? And we're rolling, baby. The... Am I good or not? Like, I'm good. You're cracking me up today. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. To everyone listening, I'm, it's been a very stressful day today in the office. So Jan does not handle stress well at all. No, my uh, my wife tells me that I thrive on anxiety. If I don't have it in my life, I'm not complete. It's like I'm addicted to it. So this is the long golf, or this. Is, the long balls golf. I can't even say. This is the long balls golf podcast. My name is Dr. Jake Berman, and yeah. you are John Cermak. And we are out of Berman Golf. Thank you for putting up with us with that horrendous intro. Keeping it fresh, keeping it real. <laughs> so you guys know that we are real human beings going through real problems and solving them. Yes, and we are not going to edit that out. That is real. That just happened, and we are going to roll with it. Yeah. It's just she didn't give me a thumbs up, so I didn't know we were okay to go or not, so I'm freaking out. Are we good to go? You just looked at me. <laughs> and then you just did the intros. I was like, okay, we're apparently not ready, but we're ready. Cool. So we've talked about a lot of good stuff over the past few weeks. Yep. So I think uh, people are starting to get an understand, like an overall understanding or a, a very high-level understanding of what we do and what we're about. So I think it's been very beneficial for our listeners. And... As we continue, we can talk a little bit more about how the what what we are in terms of our company or what what we do in terms of collaborating with our brands and stuff like that, and and where we're now and what can people expect of, of what we do essentially. Yeah, I think you know you said that people have a high level understanding of what we do. I think it's getting lower though. I mean, we're giving some really good tangible examples on what we're doing. We're giving them immediately actionable tips. So if you've been following along since day one, we've been trying to give you some immediately actionable tips so that you can actually start implementing some of this stuff. So I think we're bringing it to ground level. Yeah, it's definitely been progressing. And I think that it's getting better and better. These last few episodes go really into the the meat and potatoes. Is that how you say it? Of of what we do. And I think here in America, it's meat and potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to say it. Yeah. So the meat and potatoes of everything. And uh, I think that people are going to get a lot out of this. The last three or four podcasts, if you haven't listened to all of them, we highly suggest you go through all of our podcasts. Especially the last four, I think, are very beneficial for you to understand what we actually do and how we go about our business with our clients. Good. So what we want to talk about today is the first few podcasts, we talked about the four pillars of golf. We're going to say something different today. It's three aspects that make up your ability to play golf. So there's a difference, right? So there's three aspects that make up your ability to play golf. And then once you are able to play golf, there's four pillars of good golf, yeah. right? So the way I would explain it is like a, it's like a, it's, these are checkpoints that you reach as a, as a golfer. So first you go through balance, you go through, sorry, alignment, posture, balance, connection to the ground is the final one. With all those three, there's no connection to the ground. Right. And then you, once you are able to master those, those fundamentals, you start going into the, the next four, which are the four pillars, which are technical, physical, mental, and strategical. 
each of those four pillars allow you to play golf. The, the better you master them or the more you elevate your level in each one of them, you become a better golfer reaching, you know, uh, uh, once a, let's say like you go from being a 30 to a 20 to a 10 to a single digit and then beyond, you know. So the more you, like we said, we always use the, the metaphor of the, of the car with the tires, a racing car with the tires, the more you inflate each tire, the faster you will go. Right. And that's what that's essentially the backbone of the book that I wrote, right? The the Berman method, yeah. golf performance, right? Hitting hitting longer drives and shorter irons into the green, even if you're 60 plus. So if you haven't read my book, go pick it up. The Berman method of golf performance. It's really easy to read. It's an airplane read, and it gives you immediately actionable things that you can start doing right away to start improving your golf game. So neither here nor there. What we want to talk about today is what is the purpose of the other stuff that we haven't really spoke about specifically getting your clubs fit to you. So a club fitting, club fitting process. Yeah. So I think it's very important for people to understand that one of the, the, the key aspects of, for example, let's talk about the, the, the strategical pillar, right? So that would be not only how you play the course, but how you address your golf, then you have the technical side, which is how you do your swing, then the mental side of how you actually think and process in, in, in golf, and then the physical side, which is your strength. Within the the strategical pillar is where you get your how you set up your clubs, how you go about the strategy behind what woods you use, what drivers you use, everything that is related to club fitting. And I think that it's one of the important factors because people think that they can fix their golf game by getting just fitted. They think that it's like a magic pill they take. They go get fitted and then automatically they're Tiger Woods when it's far beyond. Getting fit for clubs is just helping you maximize like the 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 setup you currently have for your swing and just using clubs to better address that setup. Like if you are an inside to outside player, which means you hit a draw, you'll buy clubs that will help you control the draw. If you want to increase your distance, you'll buy clubs that minimize the spin rate and will allow you to hit it a little bit farther. Getting fit is not a magic pill. Getting fit is just it will allow you to play better within your current swing or your technical ability. I love this analogy. I just thought of when you were saying that. It's almost like a race car. You know, we've used the analogy of a race car before. You can have a race car and put regular 87 octane fuel in it. And that car will still run. It'll get you from point A to point B. However, it will not run optimally. You're not going to race anybody with it because it's going to spit and sputter and not get up and go. But you put high octane in it. Like race one, fuel. Yeah, race fuel, 104 octane very pure, expensive, quality race fuel in it, that car is a completely different car and it's optimized. I think that's a really good analogy because the motor has not changed. The motor is like your body, Yeah. right? So with one, if you put 87 octane in the car, the, tra- the analogy to your body is buying a set of clubs from the PGA Superstore. Like just a set of clubs on the floor. You just walk in there. Off the rack, basically. Yeah, off the rack and buy them. You'll be able to get from point A to point B, but it won't be anywhere close to how good you would be able to get to point A to point B if you actually got them fit to you. However, with that said, if the motor is not optimal to begin with, 
then it's irrelevant to put the high octane fuel in it because if the if the no, if the motor needs to be rebuilt or whatever, it's like if, for example, if you have a, a motor and a transmission have a cap on them, you always like three hundred horsepower is your cap. No matter how much race fuel you put in the car, you always have three hundred horsepower. You always play eighty five, eighty six. But if you really build the internals of the engine, you build up your transmission, and you build your body up, you really pay attention to the physical pillar, and you work out, and you really go through the process of the Berman method, and you incorporate all those things through a swing, you will maximize that race fuel, those, those clubs. And that's where this symbiotic relationship comes in between being a highly optimized player in the sense of the physical aspect and then being highly having optimized tools, which are your clubs. Right. So we could even break it down into three things. If we wanted to go high level for a second, we could say number one is you've got to have technique. If you're, if you don't have technique, if you don't know how to hold, if you don't know how to grip the club appropriately, if you don't know how to take it back and bring it back down, these are, if you don't know how to do alignment and set up, stand, if you don't even know how to get into position. Yeah. This is all technique stuff. If you don't do that, the other two are irrelevant. The next one is the equipment that you use. Strategical. Yep. That's the same thing as buying a set of clubs off the rack or getting fit. And then the third one is your body. Is your body capable of handling the technique that somebody is trying to teach you on? So it's not until you got all three of those working together, are you really capable to optimize your efficiency or I don't know if I said that right, but take full advantage of what you have available. It's like once you, I think the simplest way of saying it is most of our, most of our players are 16 up, right? So their mental pillar is very high up because they play for fun. They're still very competitive, but they have a very different mental approach to the game where they're lacking is the mostly the physical side because they have the means to be able to buy whatever clubs they want. Yeah, just so, go and buy whatever yeah. you want. So usually they'll go to like a, a, a club fitter and they'll go through the process of fitting their clubs and then they'll go to the range, they'll go to the course and they think they'll play sub 70 and then they'll realize they're still at 83 and they only like in, improve two two strokes maybe. And and that's when the frustration kicks in again because we just I just spent $4,000 on clubs, which is let's say, I want to say two or three times the price of normal clubs because the fitting process is really expensive and I only gained two strokes on my game. Yeah, the fitting process is not really expensive because expensive means that it's not worth it. it the price is high because yeah. you're getting quality versus just walking in and Oh, find. superior quality. Yeah, so here's one way to say it. And one of the fitters that I worked with this past year said it best. He goes, you know... So many people want to get fit because they think that getting fitted with a new driver or a new set of clubs is like a magic bullet. Like all of a sudden your golf game is going to improve and it doesn't. It just doesn't because you've got to have the technique and your body's got to be capable of reproducing the same swing every single time. If you can't give me a reproducible swing, it's really challenging for me to fit you in something that's appropriate for you. So it's not a magic bullet. 
you've really got to focus on the physical aspect of it. You got to be able to reproduce the same exact swing or at least as close as possible to it every single time. Yeah, you have to have a, a certain like percentage or probability of, of hitting the shot where you want to hit it, right? If you're spraying all over the place, it's almost impossible for a fitter to be able to recommend something. Yeah. You need to be able to have control of your body and be able to move efficiently through the ball to be able to really hone down and be, okay, this is what I really need. And most people, unfortunately, 50, 60 and above, don't do that, especially 60 and above, which is the bulk of our clientele. Yeah. This was me five years ago. I mean, when one of my best friends, his name is Daniel Ed, he was the local Southwest Florida ping rep here in the area. He's now currently in Phoenix, Scottsdale area, and he's the ping rep out there. And when I've, he's the one that really urged me to start to get into golf because I was working with so many golfers, like you you just got to do it. So he had an old demo set of clubs. I say old, they were two years old. And he goes, here, just play with these. So I started playing with them, but I was doing exactly what you just said. I was spraying it. I was going left. I was going right. I was chunking it. I was standing it. There's nothing consistent. And I said, don't you think that it would be better if I got fitted? Aren't you a fitter? Don't you have a thousand golf clubs in your garage? Shouldn't you just fit me and, you know, hook me up? (laughs) And he goes, no. It won't make a difference. It will make no difference at all. He's, he goes, dude, you got to get consistent first. And I I didn't understand it at the time, but a year and a half later, I did. Because a year and a half later, he did fit me. And he goes, okay, here's the set of clubs that you should be using now. And it made a really significant change. However, it wouldn't have mattered had I not gotten consistent before that. Yeah. So it's building, there has to be also a strategy behind how you approach the game, how you go about building yourself up. And there's multiple aspects, like we said, like the four pillars are a perfect example. It's how you organize the four pillars that will make you great, where you put your emphasis in. And I have to stress that the main thing, it always comes back to where do we see the most improvement? Physical. Every time. It's like, it's night and day. Physical makes the greatest difference because it not only impacts your body, but it impacts your mindset and it impacts your ability to play golf. It's just where it is. It's not only about getting stronger, but also getting more positive and getting more, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but you go from being shy to being active. Offensive. Yeah. You go from defense to offense in the golf game. That drives your enjoyment. That drives your confidence. And you become a much, much, a, a like, I, I'm going to say it again. It's like you go from giving your money to your friends to going out there on Sundays and being, I'm going to take all your money. And that's <laughs> the biggest difference. You know, that's when you really start enjoying the game. You know, what's funny is when we first started getting into this thing, I used to think that the physical aspect of it was more beneficial for the high handicappers versus the low handicappers. And it really isn't because I could have Bob, who's a 30 handicapper, and I could have Steve, who's a two. Yeah. And and both of them have the same exact response after we go through our first session. They both go, oh, my gosh, yeah. I've never felt that before. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to feel that, but I've never felt it. 
I'll tell you from personal experience, like the last time I played with you, I think I shot two over and in the, in the time previously, I, I think I also shot two over, something like that. Yep. You just put me through your machine. What's your machine called? The, the machine we have here, the sensor thing that measures you? Oh, the 3DM, the, yeah. the posture program. And I was talking to one of the one of our, our main guys here, Rafa, and he was telling me like, you need to fix everything. <laughs> so my mind, like I wonder how much better would I be at golf if I at 34 years old didn't have the body of a 50 year old like what what would i be capable of doing and that's because i'm sitting down eight hours a day on the desk and it's affecting me right so if i got stronger if i addressed all my issues and i really took care of that physical pillar especially everything that 3dm machine is telling me how much better would i get you would get night and day better or i'm sorry let me say it this way you would get exponentially more longevity then you would get better. And I say that because you're already good. Like you're a scratch golfer. You know, you call it whatever you want, but you are a scratch golfer. So we fix your body. You might shave one or two or three strokes, but more importantly, you'll be able to stay a scratch golfer. Consistency. Over and over again for years. That's the biggest difference. That's, that's why you can shoot a scratch game or two over with the crappy results that you just got on that posture reading out there. It's like, what the hell? How did you even walk in here? Rafa just traumatized me. <laughs> but I gotta say, everyone who's listening to this, you gotta come here and do it because it's absolutely amazing. It just, it's a very crude reality that what I'm living right now, but I gotta address a bunch of stuff. And it really, it makes me think from a very personal perspective and getting personal with you guys, it's, I really do wonder how better I would play if I could squat more, if I could, you know, do some of the drills that we do here more efficiently, if I can do like a side toss better, if I could really just feel more connected and more and stronger with my body, what scores would I be able to shoot? And I think that that is a conscious feeling that I'm feeling now that I subconsciously I've known for a long time. And it's something that I wish our clients would just be more aware of. Like, if you were aware that your body is the main reason for your, for your lack of consistency in golf, would you address it first or would you get fitted first? I think that's the main question. That's what we're trying to answer. Like, if you really thought about it, I think that 99.9% .9 of the people would just come here and try to get better physically. If you understood it, yeah. If yeah. you understood exactly what it was, it's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want your body to work optimally before you went and spent five grand on a set of custom fit golf clubs and yeah, no I, I would spend everything i could here to come here and just get better like if i don't think it's going to make a difference if my club is worth 200 dollars versus 100 dollars because i won't be able to swing it past 50 <laughs> you know but if i can swing let's say i keep i keep my mizunos for the next 15 years right and they're almost blades those clubs if i can get physically well to like, not even like, I mean, 100%. Let's say I take it to 80 from 30 or 40% that I'm at. I bring it up to 80. I'll be swinging those Mizunos past my 50s like it's butter. And I think that is the key to this. And I, I think I, at me personally, coming from a personal perspective, I think that's something that most of our clients need to realize and most of the people listening to it need to realize is you need to work on your body. You need to become stronger. You need to avoid injuries and you need to be more aware of what your body is really asking you. And I think that here at Berman, the Berman method, we really do answer those questions.
It's the number one thing that we do is your golf game is absolutely irrelevant without your body. It's very similar to people that work their asses off their whole entire careers to accumulate wealth so that they can retire. But because they're working their asses off and they're not paying attention to their health because they're focusing on, on accumulating wealth, their health goes to crap. So as soon as they retire and move to Southwest Florida to start living the golf dream, their body gives out. Yeah. And it gets to a point to where you can have all the money in the world, but if you're in pain, you can't fix it. You can't enjoy it. So what the hell was the point? Same thing's true here. You can spend all the money you want on new drivers and new clubs, but if your body isn't capable of reproducing the same exact swing efficiently every single time, just drive down the, the road with your window down and throw it out the window or, you know, drop it off at my house. I got a daughter that I'm raising. <laughs> this is like my old coach used to say, take two weeks off from golf and then just retire forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. He goes, so you're having, a, you're having a bad day? Yeah, it sucks. Like breaking clubs, it take two weeks off, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna relax. No, and just retire forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should end on that one. If your game is going to shit, this is this is Jan's recommendation: take two weeks off and then retire forever. <laughs> yeah, he needs to pick up badminton or something. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So. The take-home message of today is so many people think that they can buy their way into a better golf game. And to an extent, you can. But the extent of that extent really depends on your physical ability to perform the golf swing. So focus on the physical component of it. I know there's a lot of people that do think that they are focusing on the physical component of it. However, there's a very big difference between working on the right thing and the wrong thing. Yeah. It's uh you have a very good saying that it's practice makes permanent. So be very careful of what you're practicing. I love that saying. I forget who told it to me the first time, but I will never forget it because it's so true. Yeah. Uh, to me, that really... So I grew up reading books by Bob Rotella and all the major psychologists in golf like they always emphasize that that 10 the 10,000 hours to master something it usually takes a human 10,000 hours to master a skill whether it's bakery or golf or you're you know I don't know building knitting uh, yeah or you're a jeweler or you're whatever 10,000 hours you'll be able to polish the best diamond or you'll be able to shoot under par it takes 10,000 hours be very careful about how you spend those 10,000 hours because then you'll need 10,000 more to get out of that hole. That was deep. Yeah. I mean, that I lived it. So that, that, that has to resonate with at least somebody listening to this thing. Be very, very careful at how you're spending your time practicing. Yeah. How you spend your time actually like also like what you're practicing, but also where you're applying your practice. Whether it's on the range, on the at the gym, you know, with the right with the right coaches, with the wrong coaches, but it's a really good advice. Watch out with those ten thousand hours, because then you need ten thousand more. Cool. Enough right, said. Enough said. All right, that was great. Make sure you subscribe to this. Share this with a friend that you know, because I know that you know somebody that just loves buying a new set of clubs every single week, right? We got a bunch of those <laughs> forty-eight drivers sitting in his 
garage, <laughs> forward this podcast to him or her and tune in next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to bermangolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, bermangolf.com, and check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.